Hey y'all, I'm Bianca. And I'm Shawnee, and you're listening to Mindful BS. A weekly discussion about how we mindfully navigate through life's BS. The major, the minor, and everything in between. So you ready? Let's do it. Hey, 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 hey. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling today, girl? How are you feeling today? Uh-huh. Hey, Bianca. Hey, girl. You real happy this morning. I just feel blessed. That's good. You know? Like, yeah. life is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I was just telling Bianca, I was like, I feel really excited about this upcoming week, and I really don't have anything that I'm necessarily looking forward to. And I was going to say, like, I don't know why I feel so excited, but I also just decided that you don't have to have something to look forward to to be excited like you should just be able to be happy yeah like so that's how i feel today well that's good i'm glad you're in that space so do you want to talk about your week first or do you want me to go first i want you to talk about your week first you only want to you want me to talk about my week because i had something that i said i wanted to say and i wouldn't tell you before (laughs) (laughs) because you're petty like that i'm not petty but you guys okay so really quickly, this past week was crazy, crazy, crazy. We had onboarding, which is always hectic for me. But it was also the week that my best friend, we work at the same company, y'all. It was her last day this week on Friday. She has a new job, so she's, you know, going to a better opportunity. So that's actually exciting. But not only was Friday her last day, but it was also her birthday. But then her what? boyfriend proposed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yes. So Siobhan basically, my best friend, her name is Siobhan. She basically had like the best day wow. ever. Yep. Congratulations, girl. Shiny did not even tell me. Congrats. I, like, I don't know. Like I kept telling her, like, I feel like I just got engaged because that's how yeah. just happy and excited I am for her, and I'm just so excited. That's I great. can't wait because now we I get to you know help her with wedding planning and shit like that. So oh, so I'm you're probably super- gonna be her maid of honor. You know, I don't really like to put responsibilities like that on myself, but I'm no, good for some input. No, I just think that's great because you're going to be a maid of honor. I'm going to be a maid of honor. Oh we can't, you know, maid of honor it up. You know what? Actually, please do not ask me to be a maid of honor. Siobhan, I think we should just go with the whole, like, you know, destination wedding. Wow. Just y'all two, no bridal party type of deal. That is so crazy. <laughs> but if she asked me, of course I would say yes. But Siobhan and I are very alike in that sense of we low-key... I already told you. I don't even think I'll have a that whole bridal party thing. Yeah, I think it'll just be me okay. and my man. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Well, what? congratulations, girl. That is very exciting. You did have a bomb week. Um, happy belated birthday. Even though I feel like you I told did. Shawnee oh, she said thank you. to Sorry. tell you happy birthday, <laughs> but you just never know. So <laughs> happy birthday, congrats, and yes, that's exciting. I that's, know. Yeah. Like that's what a crazy, like what an amazing way to start like your next year of life. Right. New job. New stage in your relationship. Yeah. And just, you know, and just another happy. year. Yeah. So that yeah. was her life was the highlight of my week. So I have nothing else to say. <laughs> That's great. So how was your week? My week was also. Okay. Great. I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, no, my week was great. Um, you know, outside of work, my project that I'm working on at work coming together i also you announced something major yeah i announced that i started a non-profit organization 
yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So I started this organization. Um, it's a nonprofit youth organization. It's for girls ages 12 to 19, African-American girls. Um, it's founded based off the principles of, you know, we want to encourage self-love. We want to inspire. We want to teach financial responsibility resources. We basically just want to be like another ally to young young african-american girls to let them know like hey we're bomb you can be bomb oh my god and let me put all of these women in front of you who look like you who are doing things that you would love to do perfect so i'm really excited about it um the response of it was really good I already have a mixer event coming up where the community can come out and learn more about it. I also already have um, somebody invited us to a family resource fair before the mixer. So that's even good. So it'll be more exposure to the organization before the mixer. I'm really excited about it. I know it's going to be a lot of work. It's already been a lot of work. But I'm just so excited about the project that it doesn't even really feel like work. I'm I'm kind of like, you know, when I started this, this was an idea that I had, but it, I never ran that organization before. So it's like, oh, shit, I don't even know what I'm doing. But it also feels like I know exactly what I'm doing because yeah. everything is just falling into place. Because when you're walking in your purpose and you're doing something for the greater good of the community, shit just happens you know what I mean it's like I feel like deep down inside this was already within you so although you have never done it before like instinctually your body's just like okay nope I need this 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 this, and it's getting done like that's how it's moving like I'm like okay it's like I already know what the next step is without having to really think about it and I'm just really excited I'm so glad that I already know so many amazing people because it's not even hard gathering like mentors and presenters and I'm just excited yeah like when you announced that I don't know I just got so happy deep down inside because I feel like even what we were saying last week, talking about homecoming and just like you said, representation and seeing women that look like you doing the things that you want to do and how we talked about on the podcast, how there were so many things we wish we would have known before we became adults, before you bought a house, before having children and to be able to like create those like, um, you know, opportunities to teach and inspire young women and let them know like hey of course you do need to focus on this but let me tell y'all what's, what's also yes. going on behind the scenes things that you also need to know. i think this is so amazing and i cannot wait to see i cannot wait either i think it's gonna be great it's kind of like broken down into like three parts so we got the leadership academy so don't give them everything Oh, yeah, you're right. They got to come to the mixer. I'm sorry. See, that's the problem. I can't stop talking about it because I'm so excited about it. I can say this, obviously. One of the perks of being Bianca's friend is to get to know, you know, what's going on. (laughs) This is something to be excited about and for. I feel like I'm not just excited for it. Like, I'm excited to, like, experience it and help out any way I can. But this is definitely something that you probably want to come to the mixer and learn more about because, at least for me, I've never been a part of a, like an organization or experienced an organization like this and what you're trying to do. And if you have young children or if you just want to help, um, I think you should come to the mixer because I think this is going to be something very, very impactful. You better get in while you can. I'm saying. No. Don't out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. And then one more thing, and I'll move on from it after that. But it's just so funny because before... 
I don't know if even if it was before the homecoming um, episode, we were talking about no more playing small. And I remember mm-hmm. when before I had the idea of like forming the organization, I was just telling Shani like. I want to start a program and I'm giving her the like idea of like this yearly seminar that I want to do. And she's like, okay. And then I hung up, we got off the phone. I get on my Instagram. I, I swear to God, the first little meme that pop up, it said, it's like, nah, bigger. God. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, and then I was like, yeah, because I kind of, like, based off what I was telling her, like, I do want to do more. And it just all came together. So be out on the lookout for it. I'm sorry if I'm over talking about it. I just, no, I'm just fine. really excited you're about fine. it. Like, yeah. it's it's my baby. Like, I already know that it's going to be worth it. Pouring blood, sweat, and tears in it. But I feel like the outcome is going to be so rewarding. Like, okay. so rewarding. Now, obviously, you're going to post this stuff on your social media pages. Yes. Will you be sending posting the information anywhere else once everything for the mixer is oh, you know, yeah. so ready to be the- announced? Dear Daughter, Queens Alliance, social t- media. That's the name of it. Oh, yeah, that's the name. I was going to say, say that. Yeah, it's cool. Dear Daughter, <laughs> Queens <you>. Alliance <laughs> is the name of the organization. Obviously, if you guys know, I wrote a book. Dear Daughter is my book. Dear Daughter, Queens Alliance is the organization based off the book. And also, if you buy a book, a copy of Dear Daughter, all the proceeds now go to the organization. So if you need to pick up your second copy, <laughs> get a gift for your cousin, auntie, sister, you know, all of those um, proceeds go directly to the organization now. Okay. So, yeah. Sweet. So keep an eye out for All the more social of that. medias oh. go live this week. So they'll be posted on the social medias. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So outside of that, did you have anything else that you wanted to share about your week? Nope. Outside of that, that was the major thing that happened. Okay. Cool. Well, let's get it popping with pop culture. All right. So in pop culture, I don't know. Maybe we should just start off with because we oh already Lord. was talking about uh Beyonce I, and homecoming can we just talk about how fine she looked in this adidas ad that she just dropped uh, okay so at first i'm like damn why she just posted this picture with all of these shoes and then i peeped and i'm like oh they're all adidas mm-hmm. and it makes sense because obviously ivy park partnering with adidas and you know also my little sister didn't see homecoming so i watched it back with her and i realized i was like oh beyonce you wore ivy park Throughout the entire rehearsal the process, entire I thing. see what you did there. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. No, she looks amazing. She did. Okay. And um, that also just goes to show that when she does things, every, every detail, detail is planned out. Yep. Yeah, every single thing was planned out. That's exactly what I was Because I'm like, there was, was no way that was like, coincidence mm-hmm. that she just so happened to work out in all Ivy Park the entire you know, documentary. So, shout out to you, girl. I'm taking notes, honey. You a mastermind, I'm just taking notes and trying to get information. I'm trying to mm-hmm. get information. <laughs> All right. So, also, Joe Biden officially announced his head into the 2020 presidential run. Bruh, so many people. There are so <laughs> many people. so many people running for office. I know. But, you know, after he announced his run, he already moved to the front. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, it's Joe. Yeah. So listen, Joe. You knew what he was about I, before. You know, I rock with you, Obama, Joe Biden. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm here for you. But 
my homegirl Elizabeth is talking my language, okay? She's talking about eliminating student loan debt. She's talking about making college tuition free. She's talking all my shit. So, Joe, I love you. I'm going to support you. But, you know, I need to hear these campaign promises, okay? I definitely... I can't even say who I'm leaning toward right now because me just being 100% honest. Oh, I'm not having, saying I'm not. Yeah. Not saying that that's who I'm leaning toward. I'm just saying, like, out of you the like things, what she's saying. I like what she's saying. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I definitely have to do my research, my due diligence. However, some of that stuff, like, do you think they really going to let some of that stuff happen? Like, okay. tuition? You know, eliminating student debt. I like her plan about how to eliminate student debt, though. I just need to know if it's really feasible. Like, does she have, like, a real plan in place? I'll just do my research. Yeah. yeah I'll do my research. Okay, well, shout out to you, Joe. Good to know shout you. Shout out to you, Joe. I mean. Shout out to... Okay, and then... What? What? Oh, I thought you was about to say something else about him. No. Okay. No. You know, we work with Joe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad to see you through, you know, mm-hmm. his stuff in the race. Okay. Um... Black China. Wait, what? Wait, hold no, on. Let me how tell did you. we just go from? <laughs> let me tell you how we go there. So Black China <laughs> goes on Instagram and she makes this statement about, you know, how she wants to change her life around. Okay. She's leaving Black China behind. Oh, she, she wants to be Angela? Angela White and okay. how she enrolled into Harvard's business school. Hmm, okay. And, you know, she and, you know, I'm like, yes, girl. She paying for that? Has she got money like that? Yeah, like I feel like she does pretty well based off her just her, I know she her has brand, businesses, her personal brand. Her oh, personal yeah, she brand. Do have like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really fuck with that white initiatives thing she was doing. Though, but <laughs> yeah, but, but I okay. Anyways, okay. Anyway, so she did that. So you know me, I'm like, okay, I'm down for anybody trying to improve their life in any way. Harvard Business School, like yes, what girl. She said she going to business school to what? Open up a strip club. Girl, no. The, the, <laughs> that wasn't even the gag. The gag was apparently Harvard released a statement like, oh no, baby, <gasps> we ain't letting no Angela White in. We ain't got no records and no Angela White, baby. So they saying that the acceptance letter that she posted was fake. <gasps> yeah. You are lying. <laughs> I swear. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so fucked up. That is so First fucked off, up. First off, Harvard kind of petty for that. Yeah. That's, that's so what they were saying. Petty. That's that what they were saying. Like, if it was somebody else, would y'all have looked that hard into that's seeing if petty. she got... No, that's low-key petty for them to make that public announcement that... But then again, if it's a... No, because also, if you falsify an acceptance letter... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. So, But why would she post a fake acceptance letter? I don't know. You No, I don't know if I believe this. I don't really... Do you think... Because... As somebody also, there was some kind of controversy about some emails leaked about somebody offering to like do the program for her, but they said they never paid him to do that. Like that never happened. It just got messy real quick. Because I really don't think it, I listen. Obviously, I don't know much about like China. But I do think she's smart enough not to post a fake acceptance letter. Yeah, you I know think what I mean. So too. And I don't know. Could it possibly be that Harvard just wasn't expecting her to make this a public announcement and then they were kind of like, oh, no, we have an image to uphold. Like, <laughs> let's not. You know what I mean? That's messed up, though. That is. Well, regardless, I hope whatever higher education she's pursuing that she's able to get it, whether it be at Harvard <laughs> or another college. Um. Yeah. 
Hopefully. Why you make that face? I really do support her so I can the wild growth and leaving, you know, certain things behind. So hopefully she is able to do that, even if it's not at Harvard Business School. Yeah. Okay. Um, completely off topic, but what? it's not completely off topic for the podcast because I'm always preaching the importance of getting tested. <gasps> and it says at Coachella, there was a report of out, um, herpes outbreak at Coachella. Yeah, so... <laughs> So apparently there's this online treatment website where people can go to get treated for herpes called Herp Alert. Come on, bro. No. <laughs> where, where are you getting this from? This is fake. And no. this on Baller Alert, bro. It's on Baller Alert. It was on the shade room. See, this is fake. Herp Alert. Herp Alert. <laughs> and they said since day one of Coachella, the site reportedly saw a whopping 1,105 cases of herpes reported in the desert and around that area. When they said they usually get about 12 cases a day. Before but, the fuck. No, thing. I get what you're saying. Isn't herpes the one that's like really common though? Like the um, can't you get can you get herpes by like just kissing? Like I the mean, cold sore thing. Yeah, like there's two there's types like of herpes. There's like different herpes. types of herpes. I mean, it kind of makes sense though because it's a festival. It's I'm a festival. Sure. People, people be getting wild. And even if they weren't like having sex, you know, it's all types of stuff that I feel like you know a lot of physical contact. Because I'm I'm, I'm not yeah. mistaken. I believe that's how herpes is. Uh, spread but so yeah if y'all was at homegirls if y'all was at Coachella this weekend you know do y'all do diligence to make sure everything good <laughs> and I hope y'all was being careful and smart but oh you know I understand that shit happened so <laughs> <laughs> if shit just happened then you know what you gotta do I mean but that's the, you can't cure herpes there's no cure for that right I don't think so I think it just like comes and goes yeah, yeah, so, like you have like outbreaks and then it goes away. But I mean, fine. yeah, that is true. Actually, I f- I heard that a lot more people live with herpes than we think, and it's actually yes. more common. And maybe we kind of stigmatize it. I think so because I know for a fact that I remember them saying like cold sores are technically like a, a form, form of, of herpes. herpes. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one where it's like it's really just like contact. Like if you are intimate with someone who's having an outbreak it's at just that time. It's messed up because yeah. you can never get it. It never goes away. Never like, you can never get it. Like, it can be it. dormant, but it right. can always, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. you know, the more you know, though, like, definitely still get tested and make sure. Yeah, you know, just. You know, if you see on. any unusual things going on, just be mindful. Just be mindful. You know. Okay, and <laughs> what's next? The last one. This is. Did you see that Florida passed that bill that approved the teachers to be armed in the classroom? No, I remember hearing about that before. So yeah, they did. Appro- the Senate did approve the bill this week, and it allows teachers to carry guns at school. So it's official. Is it a bill or like? A, so it still has to go. They're still waiting for it to go to the House of Representatives okay. now. It's kind of like how mm-hmm. our heart bill beat bill went through all that process just for them to be like, no, no. for real, like this is a law. Okay. Florida is one of those states where I don't see no reason why it wouldn't pass into law. You because know. they're already an open uh, yeah they, they don't even give a fuck they yeah. just be like my problem with this is i just feel like that it's another way to target our, our young black youth it gives 
a teacher another excuse to be like they weren't listening i was threatening i I felt attacked like think about how many more stories we could hear and then them like well it's a law like they said we're allowed to have it in the classroom like yeah i mean was florida the state that just recently i mean at this rate they had those mass school shootings yeah too often but i do feel like they recently had one in florida so i'm wondering if this is in response to that and them just saying like they are allowing it for only situations where there is a you know what i mean like an active shooter in the building as like protection um but no that's not what they saying they saying like on a daily basis, if the they said if the scoreboard backs it, if they be like, yeah, go ahead, you can just be in the front. What's your your gun? Yeah, I feel like I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. I'm at not all. feeling that at all. Um, Lord, please just protect. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just everyone, students, and just the schools in general, because I feel like that could put that. Just there's such a great potential for that to go wrong in yeah. so many ways, whether it be a teacher feeling threatened or whatever the case may be. If you know, kids are K- fighting. Kids are fighting. I, I wanted to pull him off, but I felt like he was gonna attack me, so I shot. Or if it's even, you know, maybe a kid who normally wouldn't have access to a gun outside of school who has been feeling like, you know, we've seen it before where students come to school and do these mass shootings. That kind of gives, you know, someone in that situation the opportunity to get their hands on a gun if they really wanted to. So, um, yeah, I would have to say based on what I know from what you just said, I'm really hoping that does not pass. Yeah, yeah that sounds like it. a bad idea. Not feeling it at all. Agreed. Whew. Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, yeah. That's all I had in the pop culture section. Well, nice way to leave it off on a school, but like, what? Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. No, it's cool. Well, it actually works because we're actually talking about something related to schools in a sense. Kind of. Kind of, but yeah. Okay, so this week's Meeting of the Mind topic well do you want to share how well because then somebody actually asked uh, yeah yeah so one of our uh day one home girls you know <laughs> we got day one home girls and those are the ones who have been listening to us literally since Which, day you one know what? thank y'all because sometimes i listen to those old episodes and i'm like well, what were we doing yeah i mean we we thugged it out but we thugged it out yeah. but we're definitely yeah much better now yeah anyway one of our day home, one home girls um she's about to graduate congratulations to her Congrats. um she is i think she's graduating next month but she's so in excited. the journalism field um yeah. and she just wants to talk she wanted to know if we could talk about like the post-grad stress and you know just tips for post-grads which I thought was really cool because I mean we kind of did I know we did like the homecoming episode but mm-hmm. you know kind of like a tie-in between you know because homecoming at, at universities be lit it be lit but so let's but, talk yeah. about the post-grad life because the post-grad life don't necessarily be lit Okay, <laughs> I'm just keeping it real because yeah. I know when I grad, I feel like the message is go to college when you get your degree. Soon as you get your degree, you're gonna get a job in your field. Your life starts, and life is all unicorns and sunshine and shit. And that's just typically not how it goes. Yeah. So 
today we're just going to talk about how we deal with post-grad stress what our experiences were like and just offer some viable tips that may be helpful for our ladies who may be dealing with new graduate stress or even a career transition yeah okay do you want to go first or do you want me it doesn't really matter at this point it doesn't really matter at this point okay well like I said on here before I actually went to school and I did not go through I like I came home one summer and just decided that I just wanted to get straight into the workforce like I didn't go back um and how do I want to say this I am an advocate for education 100 i'm an advocate for education but i'm not necessarily an advocate for traditional school systems um so whether you go to traditional school or university or you're learning from life experiences like shout out to you because i did a little bit of both um and the reason why is because of this conversation that we're about to have today where so many people go to school and they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in education and then it's like ain't got no job though i ain't got nothing for you i actually have found um i did a little bit of research before we did this today and actually there was an article um posted by cnbc last year and they actually said more than 40 percent of college graduates take positions out of school that don't require a degree at all yes yeah and um the year before that, it was the same thing where uh, the Federal Reserve's Bank of New York's labor market, they found out that recent college graduates, um, like 43.7% were underemployed, which means they're working in a field that doesn't even require their degree at all. So it was really interesting for me because I went to school for business. My like focus was accounting. And like I said, I was there. I'm like, you know, doing well, but like, I'm just not, I think what it was is when I came home in the summer and I started working, I quickly realized how I actually started working at my mom's job and I realized how important relationships were even not just in life, but in, especially in the career world, like having just solid relationships can get you very, very far. Um, and I always remember when I was like nine or 10, My dad asked me a question, and I was embarrassed because I didn't know the answer. And I remember him telling me, um, my nickname, my family calls me, is Tay. He was like, Tay, it doesn't matter if you know the answer or not. The only thing that matters is how fast you can find it. And that always stuck with me because I realized, well, that's part of the reason why I'm always, like, researching and Googling stuff. Because although I may not have finished schooling I've always been able to find the answer faster than a lot of my counterparts and I think that's what has kind of got me where I am although like I didn't finish school like building solid relationships and just being willing to be like okay let me just research it like let me figure it out myself um so unfortunately, I never really struggle. I did. I well, I didn't finish, but I never struggled finding employment. employment. It's always been your thing. Yeah, it's just like, and there's a, probably a few different reasons. Like, I'm great at connecting with people because I also realize that not everyone makes decisions based off of logic. As human beings, we're just emotional people, so it's very important to try to like find some type of connection or bond with 
wherever you are, whether you're interviewing or interning somewhere. I've always been good at connecting with people. I'm a really great interviewer. Like, I interview well. And like I said, I'll just do the research before to, like, make sure I put myself in the best possible position to secure the job. So. Okay. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> and so, that is shut- spoken <laughs> like a real PTB, okay? They make statements like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I didn't struggle with that. Did you, like, struggle with? I did. But uh, side note, Shani just said a lot of shit. I literally heard everything she just said. But the only thing that keeps flowing in my head is I didn't know this bitch nickname was Tay why do I have to learn so much shit from the podcast I mean no because like I was literally like 9 or 10 years old and I remember my dad saying that to me and I've never forgotten it me and Shani was friends for like 3 years before I even realized she even still had a dad you know like (laughs) I I actually remember that she was like oh you you got a dad? You, you cool? Like, you, you got it? I'm like, the, of well, course I have a dad. She was like, no, about- like, you actually, like, y'all got, like, relationship shit? I'm like, yes. Like, what the fuck? Three <laughs> years into the friendship to find out she actually Listen, had a dad. Y'all know I'm not. I'm just like, that's, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. But anyways. anyways ugh, sorry, Megan. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a family nickname. Like, literally only my family calls me. It's so, like a childhood nickname. Let check this out. Okay. Bink is a family nickname too. Okay. My grandma was calling me Bink when I was still in my father's cute. room. My father. Your father. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, mom. What's when I was still in my mother's womb, my grandma was calling me Bink, and then. I don't know how I feel like, you know, growing up, your friends hear your family mm-hmm. calling you something. So then they start calling yeah. you. Next thing you know, the whole world just calls you Bink. So yeah. it's not even a family nickname. But then you also know, that's not true, though, because you also has you have it as your social media handle. Right. Too. I mean, it is my nickname. Okay, cool. I, no, I don't have a problem with it. Do All you I'm feel sh- some type of way when people that you're not as close to call you Bink? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, plus there's just a very, it's, I really just feel like it's a variation. It, it feels like if you were my friend, 18 and under, you just automatically call me Bink. Mm-hmm. I feel like my adult friends, they more so call me B mm-hmm. than Bink. Yeah. So it's a medium. Okay. When people do call me Bianca though, and they're my close friends, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck did I do? Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm Bianca now. Girl, you petty. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So yes, I did. So unlike Shani, you know, I did the traditional. Yeah. She went and got her master. So yeah. Um, to you. So I did graduate. Um, I went to Kent. I went to Kent on the intentions of being a journalist. I wanted to be a news anchor. <laughs> Literally didn't want to do anything else. Like that was my dream job from being little until I worked at Fox 8. Anyway, I had this internship <laughs> at Fox 8 that let me know that shit wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I still went to Kent. And I was literally trying to find myself. I can't reflect on it now. Find myself throughout. Because I literally changed my major five times. Oh, my God. By the grace of God. Not only did I graduate, but I graduated early. That's I, crazy. I, five I, times? Five that times. That usually will delay the hell out of... But mind, I was smart ahead. with it because I was always taking the pre... You know, like the core classes. That, yeah, no, that makes and, sense. 
shit. It applies to multiple yeah, majors. Yeah, that I you. knew that even if I went in this way. Because fuck an advisor. Because my advisors were never really giving me, like... I felt like the advisors, the low-key, was trying to keep me at in school like which again really quick side note i'm gonna let you finish your story is why i said i'm not a 100 percent advocate for again i'm an advocate for education but not necessarily the school system in general because i do feel like it's a huge business yeah like uh no this class isn't available uh yes it is i just looked it up or oh that sounds like a lot of credit hours yeah but i want to do it like i Mm -hmm. can do it though Mm -hmm. anyway I ended up settling on um, deciding, I don't want to say settling, public health, which was, and my specialty was health education. So I really wanted to, uh, I actually wanted to work in statistics and be an epidemiologist. Yeah, I know. But in order to do that, I would have had to literally like relocate and move to Atlanta. I wanted to work for the CDC. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was with um, my ex-husband who was never going to relocate nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like I couldn't convince him to relocate if I wanted to. So I was like, okay, so I'm just going to have to find a public health job here. Mm -hmm. So I graduated. Um, I took like... I graduated in three years instead of four because I took like 20 credit hours a semester because I too felt like, I don't know, I didn't think like Shani, like forget it, just go get a job. But I too felt like I was ready to be in in the the workforce workforce and just get it out the way. I'm not about to sit here for four years and acquire more debt when I can do this shit in three. Yeah. (laughs) So my mind was like, okay, I'm over this. Let me get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, while I was working, I worked in the Bursar's office. Uh, that's where you pay your tuition at. I'm just letting people know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I worked in the Bursar's office the whole time. So when I graduated, I was looking for jobs in public health, couldn't find any, and I ended up just getting a job in financial aid at a college because, like, that's what I had the experience in. Which makes sense. Which ended up, it ended up working out. Yeah. So I ended up getting the job at the at Remington. I worked in the financial aid office. And while I was there, freshly, I I think, I don't know, I graduated in August because I had a summer graduation. A couple months later, um, actually, no, I worked at this dentist office first, but I got fired because <laughs> the ladies... It was when Trayvon Martin happened. Oh, my God. And the dental assistant had the nerve. to. T- I was the only um, woman of color working in the office. And her and the other dental assistants were in the office discussing how Trayvon Martin deserved to get Ooh. shot. Because if he had not been running around the neighborhood with his hood up. Did, looking- you, did you snap? Oh, I, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Because y'all know I'm pro-black. I'm pro-black and I'm non-confrontational. So, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like a lot. I didn't even get completely out of, I didn't even get out of character. I didn't, I wasn't loud. I just was like, excuse me, ma'am. You shouldn't make statements about things that you know absolutely nothing about. You were not there. And for you to think that anybody deserved to get their life taken yeah. based off anything, I don't care, a hoodie, skin color, nothing, you are, and that you are not a good human yeah. being. And next thing I know, I want another schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care because it worked out. Though. It worked out. It worked out. I didn't need to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
I ended up uh, getting a job in the thing, but I knew, like, once I started, like, this ain't going to be, like, this ain't going to be it. Like, I'm going to need more. I also knew, I feel like hindsight is so crazy. Because in that moment, I remember thinking, like, I need to go back to school right now. Because if I don't, I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally remember thinking, like, if I don't do this, like, right now, I'm not going to feel like doing it. Right. So, boom. Enrolled. Got my master's. This time, though... Um, I went for higher education because I was like, I mean, I'm already working in higher education. So let me just get the degree. Right. However, during my research, started looking for careers that I can do with the adult learning degree. And then I found corporate training. So I'm like, oh, that's not like fun. Like that seemed like that would be a cool job. So then I changed my focus to adult learning and development and instructional design. Which makes sense, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So ironically while i was going through the program well first of all i was pregnant i found out i was pregnant with brie yeah you had a lot going on uh first of all i was working full time in school to get my master's and i had to do a internship that required the same amount of hours as a full-time job Mm. so it got to the point where I was literally like sleeping under my desk at work because first of all, I was just exhausted. Tired, yeah. And second of all, school was like kicking my ass because right. I was doing a lot. Yeah. But while I was doing that, the director of education at my job was like, hey, we're looking for an instructor. I noticed that you're getting your master's in adult learning and development. However, if you have this many credit hours in psychology, you could be our psychology instructor. So I'm like, bet. And which was great because I had a guaranteed job mm-hmm. when I graduated. So I I graduated. I had Brie. Five weeks later, y'all. Not even six. Five weeks later, I had to be in a train uh, instructor training class so I could do my instructor job. But couldn't complain because I had a job. You had a job. In my field <laughs> with utilizing my degree. So another thing, since moving there, obviously I left Remington after being an instructor. I did and I did get into uh, corporate training. And then once I got into corporate training, I realized that I was more interested in the design side. Again, never worked in design before. Didn't have, like, the necessary skills, but I told my boss that I was interested in doing that, and they believed in me, so they got me the software. Trainers aren't supposed to have that software, but they got me the software that I needed just to play around with it. I created something great, and next thing you know, design. Bam. So, with my journey, it definitely includes a lot of education however just like shiny says a lot of the stuff was self-taught like Mm -hmm. i had to teach myself how to use that program i had to be disciplined enough to get through that grad program while i was pregnant and i had to use my life experiences to be able to finesse that because how does one work full-time and do a full-time internship in the same field you know Mm -hmm. what i had to do I had to go to work two hours early because my internship was at, um, because I worked at a college and my degree was in higher education, they allowed me to do my internship with the registrar of that college. So I had to go to work two hours early to work with her and then go to work my actual job to do my job and leave work to go to class. 
That shit was stressful. Yeah, but you did it though. I did it though. You you did it. So my point is, it wasn't easy though. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I definitely left college with the idea that once I got my degree, I was about to find a job like that. And I would be working in my field and boom, like my life was going to take off. Yeah. And that's not the case. Like, um, let me see. Like I said, about 43% of people, once they graduate, they work a job that is completely unrelated to their field. Now, the crazy part is, is during my process, and this is from Forbes, um, there is something, there's actually a term that they have for it, and it's called degree inflation. And that's basically where jobs require a degree, although that position doesn't necessarily require it doesn't really you get what i'm saying like they're they're requiring a degree but to do that position you don't really need it oh yeah so and it's interesting because they're feeling like underemployment is directly caused by this degree inflation where it's kind of becoming increasingly harder to get a job without a degree yes so people are going to get these degrees and paying all of this money just to have an entry-level job in a sense correct Mm -hmm. um so and it's actually it's interesting because according again trying to you know i I like to come with the actual sets yeah six we know shut up um so harvard business school and this came out in 2018 because you know everything is always like a year prior so they can actually run this step the stats, but Harvard Business School actually reported that six million jobs are at risk of degree inflation, and it's only been increasing since the Great Recession. So every year, more and more jobs are starting to require shit. In a couple of years, shit to work at McDonald's, you probably gonna have to have a degree. Shit, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Which is crazy because a lot of these jobs, although they're requiring you to have a degree, they ain't paying you. Yes, you can have something that says bachelor degree, even just bachelor degree required. It'd be. 37,000. Girl. Okay, so let me tell you. <laughs> One day when I was applying for oh jobs God. and I was on Indeed, um, and they're like, I'm reading the job description. <laughs> they like, master's degree required. Like, not even preferred, like required. Get down to the pay rate. They're like $15 an hour. Excuse me, sir? The fucking master's degree costs $30,000 itself, okay? Yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to need... Way more than $30,000. It's like no return on your investment. It's yeah. like you want people to go to school. You encourage them to. They're doing what they have to do. So let me say I have to take out $60,000 in student loans. I'm expecting that I will be able to repay that $60,000. However, how can I if I'm getting forced to just be in jobs that will literally won't pay me more than $15 an hour? And I, I got my degree. I did what you I did was what supposed, you're supposed to, do. to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> but now I'm still struggling because apparently what I'm supposed to do just isn't good enough. Right. So one thing I will say really quickly, homegirl, she said her major was journalism. Yeah. So in my research, I can say for a fact that I found that that was one career field where they do have a, a high percentage of actually getting employment related to your degree right after college. Okay, that's So it. shout out to you, girl. You must have did your research because that one has a good conversion rate. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but I will say, if you're about to graduate this summer... 
I don't really want to say it, but there's a 43% chance that you won't actually work in a field that's related to your degree. But don't let that, like... Discourage you. Don't let that discourage you because sometimes the fact of the matter is you may have to get out of the job just to get your foot in the door and then, you know, work to maybe switch over if that job, you know, if they have a department that's more so related to your degree. You might have to get your foot in the door at an entry-level job and then find a way to, you know, make your way over to your actual, you know, ideal position within that company. Correct. Um, So don't get discouraged. But I will say if you aren't graduating yet, so if you still have like another year or so, Bianca actually brought up some really great things that I actually have in my notes. Some things that you definitely probably want to do before you graduate is internships. Yes. Because not only, like, in her case, uh, the internship kind of let her know, like, whoa, this ain't (laughs) ain't it. This ain't what I want to do. But internships are great because, again, it's another way to get your foot in into the door at a company. Correct. Like I said, start building relationships with people within that company so that when you do graduate, you can kind of have something potentially secure for you. Um, I'm trying to think of what else helps outside of that. But Oh, and also, if you're still in school, I know this is supposed to be about graduation, but if you're still in school and you're like in the beginning phases Bianca did all the right things like definitely re like research what you're potentially going to school for try to find you know the actual job placement after graduation yeah but not just on a national level like in your case it was cool that you did it because you was like what you wanted to do would have been in Atlanta did you say or yeah like look at your local area and see what the job placement is in your area because unless you're willing to relocate it may not be worth going to school Correct. Yeah. Because, like we know, like some areas, they just, there's just not a need for mm-hmm. certain things. So, yes, research is definitely key, key to, you know, figuring out. Also, I like what Shani said about not being discouraged because, like, my best friend, she's an engineer, but fresh out of Northwestern University, my bitch was working at Macy's for a couple months. Um, obviously she got her engineering job, but when she was at working at Macy's, you know, she was just applying, doing what she had to do to get her engineering degree. She never really complained. Like she knew she was going to get a job, yeah. but like I said, shit just takes time and you may have to work complete in something completely unrelated until your time comes. Yeah. But this is what I also want to say. If you do dream of having a career in a certain area and you do have to take another position, do not get complacent in that position. Do not be like, okay, well, I mean, this isn't exactly what I wanted to do, but you know, it's good for now. It's cool for now. It's cool for now. But if you let yourself settle, (laughs) you could be doing that same thing for years. You know how fast these years go by? Bruh. Like. So fast. So fast. Like, just Think about it. Like, I've already owned this house for f- five years next year. That was fast. That was fast. Like, I feel that like I just... Bought- Bree is about to go into kindergarten. Like, these years just go by so fast that if you let yourself get complacent, you will get stuck there. And you will look up like, oh, shit. Where did all the time go? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, do what you got to do because I know people graduate and post-grad stress in different spaces yeah some post-grads are 
you know, your typical, I just graduated. I don't have any real responsibilities. I didn't have any real responsibilities while in college. So not only am I trying to figure out what I'm going to do career wise, I also have to figure out just how to be an actual uh, adult life, yeah. post-college. Mm-hmm. And I know people just struggle with the responsibilities of adulthood post-college, even outside of trying to find a job. It's like, okay, I used to just be able to do what I want, like mm-hmm. go out, party, go to work. I can't do that shit no more. Yeah. Like, can I do it? Yes. But like, is that the responsible thing to do? No. No. People have a hard <laughs> time letting that kind of shit go. <laughs> but then think about the peop- the other um, population that Shani mentioned earlier, like people who was like, okay, now... You know, I was out here. All these jobs were basically telling me I needed a degree. Went to go get my degree. Now I have my degree. I'm still having the same situation. Like, I'm still in the same situation. That's even more stressful when you got a family and you got people dependent on you because you know, Mm -hmm. like, trying to navigate it as a dog. So, whether you're in situation A or situation B, Mm -hmm. there's just some things that I just want people to remember one the situation is temporary Mm -hmm. regardless if it feels like it's the end of the world if it feels like it's never going to change boo it's temporary think about all the hard situations you've been in before how you thought you wasn't going to get over them and boom you over them you didn't move past it yep two planning is key so set yourself a plan hey I know that I don't want to be in this role a year from now. So these are the kind of things that I need to do Mm -hmm. to obtain this role. If you're trying to find a role, when you're applying for these jobs, be very specific to the job description. Everything is computer generated, automated. You know, they're picking up like keywords. I know it may seem like you're... Like, who, who wants to literally tailor their resume towards a to. job description every to. time you apply? But that is how your resume is going to be selected and these days. Mm-hmm. That it's literally going through being filtered. Thousands, millions of resumes getting filtered through a system that's looking for these little keywords. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's tedious, but if you want that job, you're going to have to do that. Even nowadays, even the format of your resume, where there used to be like, you know, a standard format. Yeah. Jobs now, actually, because I see it all the time because I'm friends with recruiters, they actually look for resumes that even stand out in like their appearance. Yeah. You have to, to be honest, kind of step outside of the box and really do things like Bianca said that makes your resume stand out. Correct. Um research okay so as like shiny was saying that's key research that position so if you're interested in being a therapist what are the therapist requirements what are the therapist requirements in my state Mm -hmm. what is the low and high income of the spectrum just so you can be prepared for if somebody offer you something in the middle and also when you're researching not only the position also, research the company that you're applying for. It's great because, you know, hopefully they do pull your resume and they want you to come in for an interview. It looks better if you have taken time to learn more about the company, the mm-hmm. company's history, all of that stuff, because then your interviewer is like, okay, wow, wow this person like, was yes. prepared. Like, they knew their stuff. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can get all of the, like stuff online you can go to your library to research stuff like just make sure you're doing your research yes Mm -hmm. 
Um, when you're looking for a particular company, sometimes it may be you. I feel like we are so attracted to money mm-hmm. and money is great. We all need money. But however, sometimes you may get more benefits from a company hey, and benefits? making less money. Benefits, and benefits and I'm not even I'm obviously talking about your standard medical dental vision plans because those are high especially if you have to pay for them benefits independently but also does your job have a good work-life balance are you able to still go to work and manage your family um do they have Tuition reimbursement. Tuition reimbursement. Do they still have a pension? Most club, most companies don't offer four hundred one k matches. Do they offer four hundred one k matches? Do they have a student loan repayment plan? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm picking a company that's gonna help me pay my student loans back for a little less than a little more because you got to think yeah. about it. it's gonna pay off in the long run. Mm-hmm. So. Be mindful. Our salaries are good, but pay attention to what is this company actually giving you outside of money yep. because that's going to be important to you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be burnt out. That's true. And I'm sorry, money is good, but it ain't worth it. That's true. And another thing really quickly, while you're doing all of this, trying to secure your dream job in a sense, obviously you still got to work and pay bills, support your family. If you were somebody who had to take out student loans and you're finding it hard to, you know, live and pay back your student loans, look into resources. Depending on who your student loan servicer is, they may have things like forbearance or deferment or things like that to kind of help ease the stress. Obviously, you don't want to depend on those things. But if you're in a really tight financial situation, like I didn't know anything about that. I'm so grateful because I didn't do that much school. That shit almost paid off. Yes. But um, but they actually do have programs out there because what you don't want to do is start missing out on your, I mean, your bills or your student loan payments because that will hit your credit. Yes. So just also be aware of like resources out there to help you financially while you're still figuring out, out yes. yeah, this ideal work situation. And the thing about it is, even post-grad, even when you get into your position, you're always still going to be trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we think we want to do something, we don't. and we don't. <laughs> and it's okay. But it's real, though, because you're constantly evolving. Right. Things change. Like, you're going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So what you thought you were so passionate about before, you may not be. And that's okay, too. So, obviously, when you're figuring it out just be open to the ideas that pay attention to things like that mm-hmm. because also people live their life being miserable because they thought they wanted to do this and they feel like doctors i there's doctors who have quit being doctors to decide because they want to be chefs and shit yeah and they're like a completely new career change and it's a happier. long time for yeah. them to do it because they're like oh i'm gonna walk away from being a doctor but no they're happier because they've pursued their passion yeah facts so also um like bianca was saying like if you're in that space and you're exploring different things um obviously i know i said if you're in school definitely do internships but if you're out of school you are working somewhere and you're considering you know moving or making a change or maybe you're someone who graduated who accepted you know a position that's not necessarily what you wanted to do i can never say this enough i definitely i feel like i'm a walking example of it of it's not what you know it's who you know so i also would recommend finding a mentor whether it's yes. somebody in your job 
I mean, like in your actual company or at a different company, but find a mentor that's maybe doing something that you want to do or that you're just interested in learning more about because that allows you to establish a relationship with somebody who's actually working in that career field and they can give you advice, they can give you guidance. Shoot, if maybe if they were at another company, that's someone, if you establish a great relationship, they can vouch for you, they can refer you. Um, and also, side note, mentors are also really good because a lot of times your teacher or your professor actually didn't really work in that career field. So what they can teach you and tell you is like very, you know, it's the books. It's like yeah. just the standard information. So mentors are always good. And I would also recommend networking events. Even as an adult now, I still, when I can, I need to do more, attend networking events because you never know who you can meet um, and just building those connections and relationships. Um, A strong network is great for the young professional. No, a strong... Um, network is a necessity for yeah, the young professional. Key. Yeah. It's key. Like, you need it. Um, as far as mentorship, just to piggyback on what Shani said, I am such an advocate for mentorship. I have several different mentors, and they all serve me in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, of course, I have my strong black woman mentors, but I have a white woman that's one of my mentors, too, because she teaches me things from a point of view that I might have thought of because she can see a perspective differently than I wouldn't as a woman of Mm -hmm. color and I also have black males who are mentors too because they teach me something too so I think it's very important to have a plethora of different people that you can learn from because I feel like me personally like I'm always looking to learn things from new perspectives from new people like I really seek understanding from different point of views because knowledge is power y'all like the more you know Mm mm-hmm that's like that's all I can say. The yeah, more you, you know, you really do have to be like a student. Even outside of school, you never really stop being a student. At least no. you shouldn't. You should always try to learn, whether it's from situations, from other people, mm-hmm. different experiences. There's always something that you can learn and apply to make yourself greater, or you know what I mean, to yeah. help you out on your path, your course, whatever. So, for sure. Some resources that I use when I'm trying to acquire a new skill or if I just would like to increase my knowledge on some things, um, Lydia.com is like a free course website. They have literally courses on everything. Um, Say you just want to brush up on a skill or you may, when I was interested in becoming an instructional designer, I watched and took a lot of free courses on instructional designing just so that I could be aware of what was going on, what that looks like, and just to teach myself more Mm -hmm. and prepare myself for those positions. Yeah. Coursera is very similar to... Yeah, Coursera is the same thing. Um, My very, very good friend got me a master, Shonda Rhimes master class (laughs) for my birthday, but also she didn't just give me the Shonda Rhimes class. She actually got me the whole access to the whole master classes. So there's master classes on like everything, like food. Girl, you know, Beyonce dancer Ashley got a master class on there. I didn't know that. Yes. Like. But it's great, but yeah. that's just another resource. And then there are, because Coursera and Lydia, they offer free stuff, obviously, masterclass costs, but also look into just local, like your local library sometimes will yes. have like different events or Honestly, you should just the books like mm-hmm. X. What are those books that's like this for dummies? Like, oh, you know, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> hey, 
hey, but those are great they books. They be great though. You know why those books are great? Because they literally simplify. They break it all the way yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So you can always go to your library. Library cards are free. You can check out books. Yeah, I live in the library. I'm not gonna lie. She do. Um, if I'm not at lunch with Shani, I'm at the library. Sometimes we've actually gone to the library. We have together on lunch breaks, which. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I love reading, but I I just order a book online. Bianca be in the library legit, like, every week. Like, you know, I got to get it because it's a book on so-and-so. And, you know, I just finished this book, so I need to return it. And get. And I'm like, girl, my coworkers be like, oh, you sit. They think I use the term library as a code word for something else that I do at lunch. They be like, oh, you going to the library? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually am. Because knowledge is power. I, I love the library anyway because I just feel like a powerful person being amongst all that information. I know that's weird. I told you but I'm weird though. sometimes, no, but that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. So there are tons, like Bianca said, there are tons of resources, whether you do the Lydia, you said yeah, Lydia, Coursera, yeah, Masterclass, Masterclass, going to the library, use, utilizing books or programs that they have there. Um, and honestly, just look out because there might also be like nonprofit organizations that match you up with a mentor mm-hmm. or things like that. A lot of times, actually, you're co- like if you're working at a place, sometimes companies also have different programs because I know we have something in ours like a leadership academy where they teach you different skills. They match you up with someone. So information is out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to, you know, do a little bit of uh, work to find it. Another thing that I think is important, keep your LinkedIn profile up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten like a lot of recruiters who have hit me up about jobs, like legit jobs based off my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. So if you're look- actively looking for a job, I do advise that you keep your profile up and also like look into your company that you may be interested in, find their recruiters, reach out to them, you know, be proactive. I feel like, with job searching, we always be like, oh, it's not working. It takes forever. I'm applying. Okay, sometimes it takes a little a more little than applying. Not sometimes. aggressive, but you do have to be assertive. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Do you think, did we miss anything? I feel like we gave tips about resources, mm-hmm. things to do. If you're at in a current role and you're looking to go out of it, gave some encouragement for if you're having trouble finding it. I do want to say one more thing, and this is it. Okay. Um, Back in the day, I feel like there was this standard that once you did find your good job, your good company, you stay in that company as long as you can until you can retire. And that was like the That was the American dream back in the day, yeah. We ain't staying with these companies <laughs> like that, okay? Appreciate y'all, but be mindful that you it's okay to know your worth, okay? Mm-hmm. And once you feel like you're not getting what you want from that company, it's okay to go to another company. Because guess what? That new company probably going to pay you more than that old company. And I'm glad you said that. Because even if you're not leaving companies, sometimes you want to make a shift within within the company. Remember that... You are the only person that really controls your career. Yes. Like there are people and things that can help you or aid you, but ultimately you drive the car. So if you're not asking or going after what you want, 
I'm sorry. No one's just going to be knocking on your door, you know, 90% of the time offering you something different. You, like we said earlier, you have to be assertive and make decisions based on what's best for you. you. Do what works for you. Yeah. One more thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just don't want to miss anything. And it just keep bringing me back to when we talked about how we hated the social media episode because we just felt like there was so much shit we could have. You about to tell them to clean up their social medias? No. I mean, but you do want to be mindful because I will say this. Recruiters do check social medias They do. So if you don't want, I mean, we're not saying don't be you, but just make it private then maybe. So, you know, while you're searching for the job and then you can private it later. Yeah. Because I mean, depending on the type of job. Depending on the job, you know, they may Mm -hmm. check. Just just out there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, if it's not working out when you're looking for a job in your particular field and you do have to take a job outside your field, feed whatever it is that you want to do career-wise by doing other things. Like, say you want to be a teacher, but you can't really find a teaching job. It's okay to, like, volunteer at a summer camp and, like, put together a program, you know, or still utilize the skills that you want so that you can keep building Mm -hmm. your resume in that direction. Mm -hmm. So just because you're not working, because you know they all about experience. Everything is experience, experience, experience. Because a lot of times you start a job and they'll be like, degree... Degree required, and they be want like four years of experience. How? Like, how, how I am I get four years? Wait, I was like, in college. Like, what you mean? Right. What? So no, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. For so sure. whatever skills that you need to obtain that job, maybe you can make it a passion project on the side. Mm-hmm. Something that's still gonna give you experience in that field. Something that's still gonna expose you. But it's just you know. It ain't your time to find the actual job in the field right, yet. Yeah. No, that's great. Now, that is what I want to say. Okay. Well, we hope you liked this uh, Meeting of the Mind segment. If we missed something, definitely feel free to drop a message in, you know, our Instagram DM, tag us on Twitter, or if you have any comments, any stories, or you want to share your experience. Let us you know. know. Yeah, let us know. Okay. So, this week for the self-care share... Um, obviously a huge part of self-care is doing something that kind of allows you to release some stress or enlightens you in some way. And there is no area in our lives that's more stressful than finances, at least for most people. So this week is actually a little game that I want you guys to play. I posted this a while back, like it was, it was way before the podcast, but I redid it today. Um, so there is a game, it's called Five Money Must, and it's a game through Fidelity Um, which if you're not familiar with Fidelity, you can set up like retirement plans and things like that through there. That's a side note. You don't have to have an account to play this game though. Um, And I will include the link in the description box. But this game is cool because we actually talked about um, graduation in school. And in this game, they basically give you a scenario um, and you basically have to navigate or make decisions for this person and the person that you are actually just graduated from college in the scenario Uh, so it actually kind of ties in um so basically you go through you play the game and they ask you different questions related to finances like accepting a job that has a salary in this but that offers a 401k match in this so different options for you to select to play the game and throughout the game they'll basically um tell you if that was a great selection or a bad one but they also explain why and what you should look for after graduating and starting to, you know, yeah. set up your 
finances as an adult. So it's called Five Money Months. It's a game through Fidelity, but I will include the link. Um, and that's this week's self-care share. That was you know, good. I'm financial actually... wellness is a huge part of self-care. Oh, it sure is, baby, because mm-hmm. you ain't stressing when them bills ain't paid. <laughs> you ain't free. Yeah, <laughs> You're not free. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, this week's PTB, I would like to tie it into, we just talked about post-grad stress. Oh, gosh. And okay. this week's PTB is actually a podcast. Oh, and sweet. her podcast is called Blacking in Grad School. Love it. Her name is Alante. Um, it's a basically like an audio blog she created to encourage and inspire women, specifically people of color, to and through the grad school struggle. Um, she's pursuing her PhD. So every episode is just basically like an experience that she's gone through as far as like the real in depth like this is what it's like to be in grad school how she's managing her personal life how she's managing um the program just different things that she goes through and I think for somebody that's in grad school or going through grad school or interested in grad school Great to hear. you yeah. definitely need to check out her podcast because she gives it she gives you the real and it's really inspiring because I mean she's pretty bomb she just turned 30 um she for her birthday she started a scholarship fund so Dope. instead of like, like asking of for yeah she started it she, and she's I, she's worked as a part of her different programs and like different areas of like trying to help people get grants and scholarships and things like that she just seems really bomb Again, her podcast is called Black and in Grad School, and her name is Alante. And if you are interested in hearing the real deal, grad school struggles, listen to her podcast. Okay. I'll include the link for, is it? I'll figure it out. I'll put all that information in the description. One of the things that I really liked when I listened to one of her episodes, and I can't remember which episode it was, but she was saying that she was growing up, she was just always raised around women who were, you know, successful black women her mm-hmm. mom kept her surrounded by women who were it wasn't anything for her to see a black lawyer or to see a black doctor like that was something she was used to was because that's what she was surrounded of I really like that because obviously like when I think about my program I think about how I don't want it to be new for the girls to see a black woman engineer or you know a black fashion designer like I want them to know that these are norms and that they can achieve that as well because these are normal it's normal so I was really inspired when I heard that and I always say that when it comes to Brie like I always say that her aunties she gonna have so many great aunties to look up to because all her aunties bomb as fuck like Yeah, yeah, facts. and that's we always say like representation. Representation. Even that quote, which was again in Homecoming, it was like you can't be what you can't see. So I think that's amazing. Yay! Yep. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out and listen. Okay. All right. So, do you have a quote? I do. But before I give my quote, I also just want to give you guys some feel good updates. Um, 
Netflix. If you have Netflix, there's a movie on there. It's called Someone Amazing. Someone Great. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Someone Great. It has my homegirl from Jane the Virgin in it. I really like her because in every show, she kind of has the same personality, but I feel like we kind of have the same personality. So you like, think that's just her? She's always like a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always like in all these like, why the fuck would this happen to me type situations. But she's like really sweet, but she can be dramatic. And I feel like, Oh, that's me mm-hmm. on screen. But anyway, I relate to the other one. Yeah, you definitely were the Blair tape. I want a best friend who wants to go to the farmer's market with me on Saturdays. No, was that the blonde one? <laughs> yeah, but she was a realist. You kind of relate to the other. Oh yeah, you did because she was kind of emotionless. Like, she's got game. I was like, yeah, I like her. The movie was <laughs> a really good feel good girlfriend movie. Basically, one of the, the main character, her boyfriend breaks up with her after nine years and she's going through that i don't know if you guys have ever been dumped um as an adult adult but that shit really hurts and it's really like traumatizing what Tanya over here like i've never been dumped as an adult well look let me tell you oh she's never been dumped that would make sense i totally would believe shani if she says she's never kind of similar but i dumped them after getting cheated on well, no, anyway, um, I just thought the movie was great because one, the characters were exactly our age, so relatable. Mm-hmm. Two, heartbreak, obviously, I can relate to that shit. <laughs> but three, <laughs> the community between the friends. You know, I love a good friendship story. I am obsessed with friendship. It's so beautiful, and the friendship story in there was just like yes, because my bitch said. I need y'all to call off work and say y'all got y'all period or something. <laughs> like, whatever. Whatever y'all need to do, y'all can't go to work today. I'm sad. That sound like some Bianca shit. Yeah, that did sound like some Bianca shit because I would definitely. I just need you to be I just here for me. I to be here. I was. I was <laughs> I'm going through a lot. When they went to their other <laughs> friend job because the one friend was like, no, actually, I have a presentation today. That's why I was saying both friends were really like a combination oh, of but, shiny. Yeah, you know, because like, I have to be the one to. friend like, absolutely. And she's like, actually, I have a presentation at work that today. Sounds like I can't me. Was that miss Blair? Yeah. yeah, that sounds like me, for real. But then they went up to her job and it was like, Blair, your aunt died. You <laughs> <laughs> And I promise you, if Red lived here and I needed her, and I was like, (laughs) we have to get Shani, she would come up to your office like, Shani, you're on time. The fucked up part is I could see y'all doing that or calling into the office like, can we please speak with Shani Perry? There's some tragic news. And y'all be like, so your aunt just died. (laughs) That's what we're going with. Yeah. So I just thought it was good. Like, it was just a good remembrance that, you know, you can get through anything and, well, and you get through everything friendship. with your good yeah. your good girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Also, Guava Island caught up on that. Very I cute. Dang. That was a very cute uh, love story. So, yeah. It was more than a love anything story. Anything else you catch up on, miss? Uh, you had a whole weekend. No. Did you watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah. It was very boring to me. That's the what I the reunion was so boring. I said that too. And Jazz, like, well, I don't know what you want. I'm like, more than that. It was just so boring. Yeah, it was. Did you watch what's the one with the doctors in LA? You didn't watch I that. I did, did watch it. I'm 
I'll just be honest. I was a real lazy bitch this weekend. My oh, my day consisted whoa. of TV and movies <laughs> and food. I don't feel bad about it either. I don't care. Like oh yesterday, uh, so Shani, I'm on the phone with Shani. I told y'all she thinks she like my taskmaster. Anytime I'm about to get off the phone, she's like, "Okay, so what you about to do?" And I be like, "I'm about to chip." No, I think we can be we can do better than that. I'm just saying. And so, did you do what you said? So you I do? told her what I wanted to do, and this bitch didn't even let me get a pass with that. She's like, I actually need details of what that insists. Because that Bianca is good, like, oh, I'm gonna work on this, and then the next time I talk to her, I'm like, so what did you do with that? And it be the most general ass <laughs> shit that I know took her three minutes to do. But I'd be like, but I did it, and I'd be like, whatever. I'm gonna be highly productive today, though. Just yesterday, I just needed to chill. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Okay. We need to take a break. Okay, yeah. anyway. My quote for today is almost every successful person begins with two beliefs. The future can be better than the present and I have the power to make it so. Ooh, I so love it. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. As always, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. I think this one is actually gonna be long today. Um, thank you for listening. I hear the homegirls appreciate the longer episodes. I bet they do. That's what they say. I bet they do. Also, one more thing. I just want to shout out y'all. Y'all have really been communicating with us and letting us know, like, what y'all want. Like, people making episode requests. Like, we appreciate y'all yes. for sure. Yes. We appreciate y'all so much. Okay. Um. So, again, thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all. You can always, you can find us every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and y'all already been doing it, but please do not forget. Tell your homegirl to tell another homegirl. Drop us in the group chat. And I didn't even let Shani know this, but I had made, you know, threw it out there that if we had a live podcast for a fundraiser for the nonprofit organization where people come, people want to come. So basically, you're telling me you want to do a live podcast recording or a live podcast episode. Yeah, that would be so dope, right? I mean, obviously, you know, it'll be an event. There'll be food. I know how y'all be like, but is it going to be food, though? It'll be food. It'll be real classy. It'll just be a great way for us to not only celebrate the birthday of our podcast, but it also will be a good way to get some funds going for the girls. The girls need funds. I'm actually not against that. And we really, really appreciate y'all. So I would love to be able to actually meet Meet some of y'all in person. That's what I'm saying. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. it. We'll see. The people aren't against it. You aren't against it. I think it's going to be a thing. Somebody from the West Coast asked, could we live stream it? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, this looks like it's going to take planning. Yes, it is. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.